Welcome to Fairy Tale Mysteries, classic tales told in a whole new way, featuring Detective Betsy Hardup, the toughest private eye in Fairy Tale City. When Fairy Tale and nursery rhyme characters can't take their problems to the police, they come to her. There is a fog rolling in on the city. You feel a shiver of danger blowing on the breeze. And the stories that it tells aren't pretty, they're gritty. No pity but witty. They're the fairy tale mysteries. After being hired by Little Red Riding Hood to find her granny, Betsy had uncovered a hostile takeover of Granny's little bake shop. The corporation in question, and it was very questionable indeed, was run by someone pretending to be Granny herself. Fortunately, Betsy had uncovered the true villain, none other than the master of disguise and all-around bad guy, the big bad wolf himself. When the bakery was returned to them, Granny and Red were so grateful that they rewarded Betsy handsomely she was able to finally fulfill one of her biggest ambitions, remodeling her office. I stood in my office and looked around, admiring the new decor. My favorite feature was the new window blind. I stood there, rolling it up and down a couple of times, enjoying how smoothly it worked. The remodeling job was really tops, and I planned to keep it that way. No more fighting with bad guys in my office. Speaking of bad, I had to keep my eyes peeled for the big bad wolf and his friends. Problem was, I didn't know who those friends were apart from a fox and a one-eyed cat. So I'd have to watch who I talked to. I knew that he was involved with a company called Motherhood Limited. They had settled out a court to avoid having their dirty laundry aired in a trial. My next step was to be the washerwoman and get them all to come clean. I thought about Granny and Little Red. I felt good about that case. Ever since becoming a private dick, I'd wondered if I was cut out for the job. It finally felt like I was on the right track. Like I could take on whatever the world threw my way. Looked like the world wasn't pussyfooting around. Hello? Hello, please. Come in. Fräulein Hardup? That's me. And you are? Oh, thank goodness I have found you! A tall, athletic broad launched herself at me from the doorway. I tried to defend myself, but I had no time. She locked her arms around my waist and lifted me off the floor. This was it. I was done for, and right after fixing my window blind, too. She squeezed me until I couldn't breathe, and then she started... <laughs> sobbing? Please, you have to help me. I don't know where else to turn. <laughs> hey, uh, take it easy there, lady. And back off, will you? We just met. Uh, why don't you sit down? <laughs> Ugh, here, take my hanky. Ach, danke schön, Fräulein Hardup. <laughs> Please, call me Betsy. Fräulein Betsy. As she sat down, I got my first good look at her. Not to put too fine a point on it, but she was a real fresh tomato. Tall, muscular, with long legs and curves in all the right places. Cheekbones you could slice bread with. And topping it all off with long, blonde curls. Her blue eyes were only slightly less attractive because they were red from crying. Once she got her sniffles under control, she was able to speak. My name is Gretel Wagner. It's my brother Hansel. He's... he's... <laughs> he's what? A, a frog? A beast? Dead? He's under arrest! 
I see. What's the charge? Murder! <laughs> Please, try to calm down, Miss Wagner. Who's he supposed to have murdered? A bitch! Hey, watch your language, lady. I said a bitch! Huh? Oh, you mean a witch. Yeah, a bitch. That is what I said. I see. Can you tell me what happened, step by step? My brother and I were hiking in the forest. It is something we do a lot. Just wander through the wilderness and see what we can see. Don't you ever get lost? Nine, we have a system. We always leave a trail of pebbles so we can find our way home. Alas, Hansel was in charge this time and he forgot the pebbles. Instead, he left a trail of breadcrumbs. Hansel's got some brains. Well, this time his brains took a small vacation. Why would you say that? You see, there was a flock! You kiss your mother with that mouth? Is that not the word? An enormous, how do you say, group of crows came down and ate the breadcrumbs. Oh, a flock. I get it now. You mean a murder. Was? Nein! That came later, and it was self-defense. Sorry, I mean, uh, a big group of crows is called a murder. Ach, this English is harder than I thought. So you and Hansel did get lost? Yeah, our breadcrumbs were all gone. We found a house made of gingerbread. This was good, as we were both so very hungry. But we did not know if anyone was living inside or it's just a sculpture. I couldn't ruin someone's house. How would they live? I get it. You felt for them. I never touched them. No, no, it's a figure of speech. Uh, it means you felt badly for them. Oh, yeah, genau. I am very careful of the feelings of others. But of course my idiot brother ran right past me and started chewing on the window ledge. I see. Seems like those brains took the whole day off. What happened then? He began moaning and crying out. Was it poisoned? Nein, it just upset his tummy. He has a very delicate constitution. But it was enough to anger the bitch. She came outside and dragged Hansel by the ear, then threw him into a cage. I begged her to let him go, but she refused. She said that we damaged her house and must pay for it. We told her we had no money. She was enraged. She stomped about and threw things in a temper. Finally, she told me that we could work off the money. If I cooked and cleaned house for her, she would let my brother live. She forced you? You look tough as nails. Well, I did just have a manicure. Sorry, figure of speech, not those nails. I meant you look like you could have handled yourself. How uh, tall was this witch anyway? Oh, five feet maybe? You gotta be 5'10". You could have rattled her good. Enschuligensi? Uh, excuse me? I meant you could have beat her up, couldn't you? Me? What kind of person do you think I am? I could never hurt someone else. I am far too sensitive. I see. So, uh, despite being built like a brick house, you wound up as the housemaid. A brick house? This is another figure of speech, yeah? Yeah. I mean, uh, yes. So if you were the maid, what was Hansel gonna be? Dinner! I discovered her true plan. As I finished scrubbing one corner of the cinnamon wall, I saw the witch place an enormous cooking pot on the stove. Then she went over to Hansel in the cage, hiding a giant fork and knife behind her back. I knew right then she was planning to cook my brother and eat him. Oh, that's horrible. You know how these witches are. They are not like you and me. I ran to her and tried to stop her. She jumped on me and was choking me. 
Just when I thought my life was ending, Hansel stabbed the witch in the back and saved me. I thought Hansel was locked in the cage. Locked? Oh, I forgot to say that the witch opened the cage first. Yeah, that is what happened. I swear, Fraulein Bletzi, Hansel killed the witch only to save my life. Her enormous blue eyes filled with tears. As she looked at me, I was overcome with sympathy for the poor gal. She was in a tough spot and needed my help. Please help my poor brother. Little his knowledge is, but he's a good man at heart. The police say it is an open and shut case. They say he may get the chair, so at least he will be comfortable. Not that kind of chair, I'm afraid. Looks like your brother is in some real trouble here. Oh no, what can I do? Please, can you help us? Can you help me? Look, sweetheart, you know I ain't a cop, right? I can't make them drop the charges. Yeah, of course, but you are the detective, yeah? You can maybe find proof that Hansel acted in self-defense. Please, I have no one else. She reached out and took my hand, caressing my arm. Those big blue peepers stared deeply in the mine. Please? When you put it like that, how can I refuse? Sure, I'll take the case and see what I can do for your brother. Oh, danke schon. Thank you. Thank you. I will be ever so grateful. Can you start right away? Maybe. Why only maybe? Well, you'd have to let go of my hand first, and I'm not sure I want you to do that. Oh, he <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. Don't mention it. I'll, uh, start by talking to Hansel and get his side of the story. Maybe it'll lead me somewhere. Oh, wonderbar. Oh, Wiedersehen, Detective Betsy. Thank you once again. She blew me a kiss and headed out the door with a little wave. I waved back until the door closed behind her. I sat down at my desk, thinking about those blonde curls framing those full red lips, and those big blue eyes that you could just fall right into. I'd have to call her later. To, to follow up on the case, of course. And suddenly I realized I didn't have any contact information and we hadn't discussed money. I must have been distracted by her, uh, charm. Ugh, that was not very professional. If I wanted to stay on the right track, I was gonna have to focus. I could get the personal information from Hansel in the lockup. Looked like my investigation to Motherhood Limited was gonna have to wait. After checking in at the front desk, I kept my eyes peeled as I went down the stairs to the lockup. I wanted to stay professional, but I also didn't want to run into my ex if I could help it. At least, not without some advance warning. As I got to the gate, I saw Officer Boots, a large cat wearing an enormous pair of knee-high earth pads, standing guard. Ah, Betsy Hardup. What brings you here today? Officer Boots. I need to talk to somebody on the inside. You got the paperwork? Right here. Let's see, let's see. Huh. Hansel Wagner? That guy who off the witch? What do you want to talk to him for? What's with the questions you write in a book? Hey, 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 no fur off of my tail if you want to waste your time. Head on into the interrogation room. I'll bring him in a minute. I made my way down the hall to the interview room. It was a small, stone-walled space with a table and three chairs. I took the one facing the door. Pull up a pew, Blondie. Lady's got some questions for you. <gasps> Bless you. For the fourth time. If you're not so close to me, I wouldn't be sneezing this much. Yeah, yeah, cry me a river. Look, here's a hanky. 
I'll be right here by the door. Hansel turned to face me. Looks must run in the family, cause he was a real dreamboat. For some girls, I mean. Not for me, of course. I was a professional dick. He was tall, with broad shoulders and wavy blonde hair that would make Rapunzel green with envy. He wore the standard prison garb, black jeans with a black and white striped t-shirt. He had a pack of Cheshire Cat cigarettes rolled up in the sleeve, and his jeans fitted him <clears throat> very well, and were tucked into black thick-soled boots with pointed toes. Definitely not my type. Did I mention he had a dimple? Ah, hello, Miss Lady. What can I do for you? Call me Betsy, and it's more like what I can do for you. I'm a dick. Nine. You seem a very good person to me. Sorry, a uh, figure of speech. I'm a private detective. Your sister hired me to look into the murder charge against you. I need you to tell me everything you know. Yeah, certainly. I, uh, 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 <gasps> Sorry, mine allergies. Boots, could you do me a favor and wait outside? If he keeps sneezing, I'm never gonna get the straight dope here. Sorry, Bits. Rules are rules. I stay inside the room. Sure, sure. Rules are important. Maybe I should discuss them with your boss. Pretty sure those boots aren't regulation footwear. Like the boss would want to talk to you. Everyone knows how you treated him. Fine. Let's go chat with him right now. He asked me out for coffee last week. I can go give him my reply. Fine. Fine, fine. I'll wait outside. But make it snappy. So, this boss is interested in you, yeah? That's a long story. And we've got other fish to fry. First, I uh, need to know how to get in touch with your sister. Just in case I need to talk to her. You know, about the case. Ah, oh, yeah, about the case. She is in our apartment in Timberley, near V. Villy Vinky Plaza. The number is Timberley 8437. Mein Schwester, she has made an impression on you, I think. Sure, and I like to get paid. Helps keep a roof over my head, you know? So, what happened at the witch's place? Did not mein Schwester tell you already? I need to hear your version. Helps me get a better idea what happened, you know. I'm happy to tell you my story, if it will help. I would do anything to help a beautiful lady like you. <laughs> you're not helping me, you're helping yourself. From what I hear, you're looking at 20 to life, or worse. Your sister said you killed the witch, but it was self-defense. That true? Yeah, yeah. It was the only way to save my Schwester. Can you tell me exactly what happened? The witch was going to cook me. Gretel grabbed her from behind, but the witch was too strong. She was going to kill my Schwester. I had no choice but to stab her with her own knife. That's the way Gretel told it. You say the witch was too strong? Yeah, yeah. She broke free from Gretel and turned on her. Your sister's close to six feet tall. The witch was almost a foot shorter than her. She was a witch. They have magic. That is how she overpowered my sister. Sorry, hot up. Gotta break up your little tea party. We're taking the blondie down to processing. Oh, no, not the fur ball again. <gasps> Bless you. Again. Huh? V what is this? Stand up. I gotta take you downstairs. Fine. What is down... Downstairs? Rubber hose? The brass knuckles? More cats? Nope. Just your personal belongings and some paperwork. You're free to go. Somebody posted bail. I'm free? I can leave the jail? In a little while. It's a lot of paperwork. This way. See ya, hot up. 
You know the way out. Yeah, sure. See you too, Hansel. Uh, uh, achoo! Wiedersehen, baby. I walked back down the hall and tried to digest what had just happened. Somebody bailed Hansel out of the cooler, but Gretel told me she had to work for the witch because they didn't have any money. Maybe she just meant she didn't have the money on her at the time the witch asked for it. After all, they had been on a hike. Not the kind of thing where you bring a lot of lettuce with you. Yeah, that must have been it. I headed for the main entrance, thinking of Gretel and her... problems. The stories checked out, but I had no evidence to prove self-defense. I didn't know where to look or who to ask. Ah, bonjour, Madame Petit. What brings you here today? Huh? Oh, uh, croissant. Hello. And crumpet. Betsy. Say, you're just the people I was looking for. I just had a chat with a guy named Hansel Wagner. Oh, you mean that big blonde hunk we arrested yesterday? So it was you two who bagged him. Oh, we? Oui. It was most strange. We are on patrol near the forest. That's a little far out of the city for you two, isn't it? Normally, we, uh, oui, uh, but uh, after the debacle at the hospital, we are not in the prince's, uh, how do you say, uh, good books lately. Because the wolf got away from you, you mean? Uh, from us, Betsy? From us. You were right there, as I recall. So, you got busted to patrol the park. That kind of makes my day, no offense. Oh, offense taken, Betsy. As I was saying, we were on patrol when we saw the strangest thing. A raccoon and a squirrel were arguing at the edge of the clearing. I told you, animals don't argue. They were fighting over something. Food, probably. Yeah, so you say. But why did the squirrel run straight at you and bite you on the trousers? <laughs> Let me get this straight. A squirrel bit crumpet in the britches. It still hurts when I sit down. Little monster tried to drag me across the fields. Drag you across the field? Wait a minute. A squirrel and a raccoon? No, oh, we. Oui. It was most unusual. Let me guess. There was a bluebird chirping in the bushes, too. Mon dieu! Uh, how did you know? Have you been following us? What did Roscoe, I mean, the, uh, the raccoon do then? Well, we followed him to a gingerbread house that was hidden in the woods. Good thing we did, too. We caught that Wagner guy red-handed. Literally. His hands were red with the witch blood. Because he stabbed the witch. Yeah, yeah, I get the picture. So he's definitely guilty. Well, detective. Sure wasn't food coloring. Anyway, I don't know why you're barking up this tree. You've got no case here. Although, really, that Hansel guy did us a favor. A favor? How's that? Witches. I can't tell you how many times I've had to answer calls where a child's disappeared or an animal's attacked someone, not to mention the complaints about the smells. Uh, Crumpet is right. These witches are very bad. With their spells and potions, they are no good. This one in particular. Some of our biggest cases had witches behind them. Snow White and the poisoned apple, Aurora and the poisoned spinning wheel. It's a pattern, isn't it? Can't blame the Wagner fella. I'm sure she had it come into her, even if the poor bleeder's going to jail for it. His sister hired me to look into the case. She says it was self-defense. Maybe it was, but that's hard to prove. Besides, the chief likes convictions, and we've got to get back in his good graces. So, I won't count on you to look for a way to back up his claim. Okay, that's my job, I guess. Where is this gingerbread house, anyway? You're not going out there, Betsy. It's a crime scene. 
We don't need you mucking about. Sure, sure. I'll keep my hands to myself. Just tell me where it is. I will show you the way. Uh, Crumpet, I will meet you in the squadron. What? Fine. No skin off my nose if you want to faff around the forest. Suit yourself. See you inside. Betsy. Crumpet. Thanks, croissants. I mean, uh, merci. I appreciate the help. Uh, Madame Betsy, Crumpet was quite right when she said that this witch deserved her fate. She was more than bad. She was evil. Evil? How do you mean? She was blackmailing people. Blackmail? Uh, oui, that is when someone threatens to reveal dark secrets and says they are paid huge amounts of- I know what blackmail is, Croissant. I meant, how did she do it? Uh, well, I cannot say for certain, of course, but- Hypothetically, I have heard that she would find something unsavory in a person's past, like, for instance, a romance someone might have had in their youth in Switzerland that resulted in, say, oh, a child being born out of wedlock that nobody knew about back in Fairytale City, you understand? Then she might ask that person for cash in exchange for keeping that secret. That's a mighty specific hypothetical there, Croissant. Did this uh, happen to you? Quoi? Me no! I adore my dear brioche! I have loved her since the day we met. Besides, she would be devastated to learn of my daughter Strudel. Zoot! I have said too much! Relax, croissant. Your secret's safe with me. Mum's the word. Mum? You, you know Tart? Tart? Strudel's mum! Ah, right. Sorry, a figure of speech. I, uh, I meant I won't tell anybody about your secret. Oh, merci, Madame Betsy. I must make sure that Brioche never learns of this. Yeah, good luck with that, Croissant. Looks like we're at the edge of the forest. Where to from here? The witch's cottage is down that path and over the bridge. Take a left past the field and follow your nose. My nose? What am I, Pinocchio now? No, the smell of gingerbread is quite strong. Personally, I think her baking was too highly spiced, but that is a personal matter. Thanks a million. You take care now. Au revoir. I watched him head back towards the station. You learn something new every day, I guess. But I needed to focus on the case at hand. I hoped that the cottage would hold some evidence that could clear Hansel. I walked down the sweet country lane to a clearing where a gingerbread house stood. I knew good baking when I saw it, and this place looked delicious. The roof was made of chocolate cookie tiles with icing at the eaves. The windows were made of some kind of clear sugar with candy cane frames. Instead of doorknobs, there were gumdrops. I noticed tooth marks along the ledge that Hansel must have made. That part of the story checked out at least. I stood there, trying to get a clear look at the place where the witch had been killed. Hey, Betsy. Jumpin', Jack, be nimble. Don't do that. Sorry, Betsy. Didn't mean to scare you. Hiya, Betsy. What brings you out to the woods? Going on a hike? Betsy, it's so glad to see you. It's been ages, ain't it? Hey, Roscoe, Stan, Avery. Good to see you guys. But I'm not a guy. We have been over this before, Avery. It's a figure of speech. I was actually hoping to talk to you, but I figured I'd find you at the park in town. What are you doing here? We come out here to see the witch, Delilah Crow. She's a soft touch. Or she used to be. She was nice to you? I thought witches were mean and cast spells on folks. Delilah was a real pal. She had the best treats. Well, maybe not the best, but she had a lot of them. Are you kidding me? Who had any better, huh? 
Why, for two cents, I'd bust you right in the mouth. Go ahead and try, Squirrely. Okay, that's enough. Getting along like a house on fire, I see, just like always. I heard that Stan was the one who alerted the cops to the situation. Yeah, we all were there. Yep, I was first. I could hear Delilah yelling and stuff falling over, so I flew back to the boys and told them. Then they got all excited, and Roscoe said we should go get help. So I flew up and saw two cops walking along the path. Roscoe wanted to go help Delilah, but Stan said we were just rodents, and what could we do? And Roscoe got really offended at being called a rodent. My mama didn't raise no rodents. Then the cops started to walk away, so Stan ran after them and bit the short one on the butt. That got her attention, I can tell you. Did you see what happened in the cottage? Nah. By the time Rodent Boy here got himself disconnected from the cop, it was too late for poor Delilah. Hmm, too bad. You would have been great witnesses. I'm gonna take a look around inside. Can you guys, or, um, three, keep watch? Of course. Yep. Aye, aye, Captain. Nuts! The door is locked. Cops must have sealed it when they finished up. Now how am I gonna open the door? I can't pick the lock on a gumdrop. Who needs to break in when we can just eat our way in? Come on, gang. The three of them chewed through the door in no time flat. I stepped over the welcome mat and found myself in a quaint little cottage. It would take a lot of effort to keep a place like this clean. No wonder the witch wanted Gretel to clean house for her. There was a tea set on the sideboard, a kettle on the stove. It was all so sweet. Literally. Even the countertops had a peppermint twist. All in all, this did not look like the dark lair of an evil witch. As long as you ignored the chalk outline on the floor and the blood spatters around it. Spatters. Not a pool. Curious. I went through the drawers in the rustic cabinet. Mostly utensils you'd expect to find in a kitchen where someone did a lot of bacon. In the bottom drawer, I found a rolled up piece of green felt. I opened it on the countertop and three pairs of dice fell out. I put them back and kept looking. In the corner, I spotted a pile of broken sticks that might once have been the cage where Hansel had been held. Now, there was nowhere to tell if anyone could have been locked in it. I headed for the door with a lot to think about. Then I noticed something right beside the welcome mat. An envelope marked Dwarf Number One. There must have been six more somewhere. Inside was a recipe card. I took it out and read, Doc, I know that you don't have a medical license. If you want me to keep this secret, please make a suitable donation to the address printed on the enclosed literature. Jumpin' Jack be nimble! Croissant was right! This witch had been blackmailing fairy tale citizens! Something else fell out of the envelope, too. I reached down to find a flyer for some kind of rehabilitation center called the Gingerbread Halfway House. I slipped it all into my trench coat pocket and headed out the door. Well, where the door used to be. Those critters had been hungry. Uh... I won't be able to fly straight for days, but it's all worth it for another bite of Delilah's red velvet mailbox. Ooh, I couldn't eat another bite. Wait, did you say red velvet? Find anything, Betsy? Uh, yeah, one or two things. Nothing edible, though. Dang it! Nuts! Aww. I came across this flyer. You know anything about a gingerbread halfway house? Nope. We're only here for the food. Did anyone else come here after the cops? Nope, just Delilah's sister, Camilla Crow. Wait, D Delilah has a sister? Avery, you have to tell me these things. I did, just now. I said Delilah's sister, Camilla Crow. You heard me, right, boys? Yep, we heard it. She said that. She's got you there, Betsy. 
All right, all right. Where might I find this sister? Can you tell me that? Sure. She lives in a pretzel lodge. It figures. And where might that be? About half a mile west of here as the bluebird flies. I guess that's going to be my next stop. Thanks again, you three. See you in the funny papers. Bye, Bye Betsy. Betsy. Bye, Betsy. About 20 minutes later, the path led me to a clearing with a house at the end of it. This had to be the pretzel lodge. It was dark, twisted, and it had salt crystals stuck to it here and there. There was a doormat on the stoop. As I got closer, it said, Go away, in large letters. An unwelcome mat, apparently. There was a large pretzel twist hanging on the door. Must be the knocker. I stepped up to grab it when suddenly... What the... Ah! Betsy? Betsy! Oh, heavens, it seems that something dreadful has happened to Betsy. I turn away for one second and look what happens. What could it have been? Was it the big bad wolf or one of his friends lying in wait for her? Or did the wicked witch, Camilla Crow, cast a spell on her? Was a terrible creature waiting at the pretzel lodge to devour her? It's just too awful to contemplate. We'll have to wait until next time to find out. Don't miss the next episode of Fairy Tale Mysteries. A Witch Hunt Part 1 was performed by Franny Warwick as Betsy Harda, Tammy Tice as Gretel, James Husson as Hansel, Clive Rambroop as Puss in Boots, Samantha Andrews as Officer Crumpet, Jeff Christensen as Officer Croissant, Izzy O'Kane as Roscoe Raccoon, Kira Hodgins as Stan Squirrel, Madeline Hodgins as Avery Bluebird, Hello, I'm your announcer, Christopher Hall. A Witch Hunt was written by Jake Hildebrand, Mike Balzer, and Hannah Christensen, based on a concept by Alex Balzer. Directed by Mike Balzer. Music by Timothy Tucker. Vocals by Chelsea Rose. Costumes? <laughs> yes, we do have costumes in radio, and they are by Linda O'Donovan and Chris Roberts. Sound effects and foley by Chris Cutris. Fairy Tale Mysteries is produced by James T. Nelson. Fairy Tale Mysteries is a COVID fund project from the Fraser Valley Gilbert and Sullivan Society. All rights reserved.